Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello everyone, I just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who has been thanking me for creating this podcast. Um, Those of you who may not know what you're listening to, although you should, this is Straight Talk with Storm. I'm known in the industry as Seductive Storm and I have been a companion uh, for 18 years total, although I did retire uh, twice for about a year each time. But overall, I've, I've been doing this a long time, and I've made a few interview and podcast rounds this year, and I just felt like there was a need for a podcast that was relatable to everyone, or, or at least to the online community of sex workers, one that encompassed and welcomed everyone to the table, uh, not just the elite, not just the upscale, not just the VIP, but even the mid-grade and the, and the lower bracket um, because everyone needs to feel some type of support and education in this thing. And so um, I hope each one of these episodes will be enlightening to you or make you laugh. Some might even make you cry. Some might make you angry as shit with the things I say or the things other people who are on here are saying. But at least we're opening a discussion and hearing each other. So please tune in every episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks. storm again how are you doing tonight i hope everyone's doing well there was going to end up being a lapse i had no idea what would be saturday's content and unless i'm sick or on vacation or something there will always be a saturday episode that drops well technically it's a sunday episode because it drops sat it drops saturday at midnight But first, just checking in. So I have been in hell for the last like week or so with air conditioning that's not working. Yeah, so that's been my journey and uh, (laughs) my life. Um, I we are in a heat wave here in Georgia, like most of the East Coast and the Midwest is. I mean, it has been super hot. I understand it's super hot back in Maryland where I'm originally from too. So doesn't even matter in logistics what part of the East Coast you're on. It's just hot. <clears throat> you will hear our cat, poor little thing. She is in, it's her time of the month to be in heat. And so, yeah, she's in my daughter's room Um but you can still hear her. So pardon that. Hopefully the dog doesn't begin to bark too. Um, But, so I've been 
advertising regarding the podcast, um, trying to find girls. I was hoping it would be just one episode. I wanted one or two people to talk about their experience and their journey working during COVID. I touched on COVID many times when it first began, and it's always part of the conversation because let's face it, especially now with the numbers going back up, it's impossible for it not to be included in almost every discussion we end up having. So far, I have one lady. Uh, There was another one who wanted to do it, but some ladies are just really, really scared to share their email information and stuff with you. And ladies, you know, I'm running a business, and so email is always most effective for me for time and just for organization, and I usually use Google Docs or Google Sheets, sometimes one or the other, to send out questions or the format of what the interview will be like, and sometimes I do podcast episodes where it's not so much an interview, but where we're just sitting down and talking, Um, but there's still a format and an outline of what we're going to talk about. So I need to be able to send those things to you. I get it, though. I think a lot of people aren't quite sure how podcasts work, so they don't know what they're getting into, and that's fine. But I think most of you know me. Um, Someone referred to me as being, like, the whole mom. And it's not the first time I've heard it. I've heard other girls call me (laughs) the fairy whole mother, Um, I am straightforward and I'm not going to blow snake up, smoke up your ass, but I am also very nurturing and understanding. Um, the only time I can become ununderstanding is when it involves my money or my man or my kids, (laughs) but I'm sure everyone can understand that and relate to at least one of those topics, if not all three. Um, but yeah. It is amazingly cool right now in the room I'm sitting in. It's like weird. I don't know why this room is as cool because this room is usually pretty warm. Excuse me. So, again, this is a filler episode. I'm not even sure what I want to talk about. But um, what we can speak of for a moment is mental health. There's been... A lot of celebrities uh, lately going through that. And I'm so, I know if they're going through it, and a lot of them are 10 times better off than we are, we're going through it. Um, you know, um, Nick Cannon, whether you agree with what he said or not, had a moment last week where he sounded like uh, mentally things were happening that aren't good. Uh, Tamar Braxton ended up being found unresponsive and is now getting the treatment she needs. And then perhaps the most glaring of it all, uh, Kanye West. I think we can all agree. Um, I I think we can all agree this started a while back. Um, And I'm just curious. I didn't think you could be president or be in a position of that kind of magnitude with a mental health issue, um, unless you're someone who's really, really, really dedicated to being on their meds and being in the therapy they need to be in, and he's let us know he doesn't take his meds anymore. So I'm just wondering, is that a person that we would trust 
with running a country, with having the ability to start wars. It, it just, it's a little scary, but not to make light of that. By the way, for those of you just getting to know me, my deceased mother had bipolar. And I have two kids with anxiety and one with bipolar. So I am not making fun. And I probably have a very, what's the word, slight case of bipolar myself. But I, Cabernet Sauvignon seems to take care of mine. I know that's kind of bad too because, yes, I drink daily. Um, it actually helps me function. It keeps me calm. Um... And it's my sedative, I guess, and it keeps me able to do my work and be professional. And so that's that. And <laughs> judge it all you want to. It works for me. Um, but yeah, I just want us to take a moment and talk about, well, not really talk about it, but I wanted to mention it because we sit online all the time. And we tear each other apart. And it seems like I'm always on this subject too in one way or another. Just the lack of kindness and camaraderie within our industry and our community. And there's so much other fuck shit going on in the world that you would think we could find a way to be decent and civil with one another. But, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. But we like to make memes and gifs, and we all like to read the silly stuff that we see on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook even has more memes and gifs than we can understand. But sometimes we forget that we are talking about real life people, whether we like them or not. The only person I dislike so much that I wouldn't care what happened to him or what you said about him, well, there's two people like that, and that's Donald Trump and Brian Kemp. I wouldn't care. You could toss him off a boat. It wouldn't matter to me. But I may not agree with what any of these people I just named have said, but we should not joke about mental health. It should not be a point of humor. What they need is concern and help. So, uh the internet makes it so easy for people to judge everything, laugh at everything, turn everything into a joke, and it's not a joke all the time. While we're on that subject, and because we're women, and some of us like me are black women, and I've said it over and over again, that there is no less protected human beings than black women other than black transgendered women. And I'm so I'm glad Meg the Stallion said it, so maybe now people will get it, but I'm very saddened as to why she ended up having to say it. Unless you've been living under a rock, I know we're all aware that Tory Lanez allegedly, and I believe he did, but I'm just saying that because the witnesses aren't talking, she's not being very straightforward about it, but I'm betting that's because there's an ongoing investigation but for all intents and purposes, he couldn't take, I guess, what I'll call it as his manhood or boyhood being tested by a strong black female. <clears throat> she tried to walk away or get out of the car. When she got out, he basically shot her in the foot. And... People are joking no more disgustingly than 50 Cent. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the memes and just he put up were just 
absolutely the most insensitive shit I've ever seen. And he's always an asshole. I don't know why any of us are shocked, but um, this definitely wasn't a laughing matter. Um, you know, she's lucky to be alive, but that's what I want to talk about real quick. Because it happens every day to regular people, too. Um, when I was 19 or 20, I'm crazy, though, y'all. Like, I'm real crazy. Um, I don't back down from people. I keep telling y'all that. But when I was 19, I was dating this guy. And he had lied to me about his age. Turns out he was much older than me. But that's a whole nother story. Um, but I I cheated on him because, first of all, I wasn't really in love with him. Uh, I liked his status. I liked the money he had. Yeah, he was a drug dealer. He was from New York, but he was living in Maryland. And um, he, at the time, believe it or not, was in school to be a state trooper, even though he was a drug dealer. But my, you know, my grandmother, my mother, they were kind of naive. And I kind of sensed he was full of bullshit about a lot of things, but they thought, oh, he's going to be a police officer. You know, he seems mature. Give it a go. I, at the time, had the one kid who I'd had when I was 18. Anyway, he drove me out to the middle of nowhere to this guy, white-collar worker, whose house he had basically turned into a trap house. If you don't know what a trap house is, look it up. Um, And we were sitting in the van, and... He pulls out a gun and puts it to my head and asks me, did I cheat on him? And I said, yes. I didn't even try to lie again. I'm a little off and I'm just very strong-willed and I wasn't going to be bullied by him. This wasn't the first time he tried to bully me or control me at all. Just the first time with a weapon. So I told him, um, he was like, I'm going to kill so-and-so because he knew who it was. And I said, no, you're not. And um, I told him, I said, if you're going to kill somebody... You're going to have to kill me. I said, let's see you do it, motherfucker. Now, I would have been cared about because if I've said before, my family in Maryland, the city in Maryland I'm actually from, they're the most prestigious African-American family or were during that time. Now, there's probably another family that that title belongs to because my family are pretty much really elderly people now. But at that time... And even now, if I say my last name and who I'm from there, I still get cheated a little well. So it's nice when I go home. Um, but yeah, my uncle was the first black chief of the police there. So there was no way I was going to end up shot in the head missing and him not catch up for it. And I knew that. So I, I talked shit to him, but it baffled him. And I remember him putting a gun down from my head and saying, like, you really are a crazy bitch. And I was like, yeah, I am. And I remember telling him, I'm going to do what I want to do because, you know, but um, the point of that story is I could have been shot in the head because, and I know some black male listeners have talked to me about how I feel about black men. First, I want you to know I love black men. The man I sleep with in my bed every night is a black man. Been with him 11 years. Any man who I've been in a serious relationship with is a black man. I've dated outside of my race, but they didn't last. I didn't have kids with them. 
I do have two mixed race kids, but their dads are half black, therefore they're black. Um, I love black men. I think they're the most gorgeous men. I think there's nothing that compares to just what they look like when they're good looking, just their swag. I, I love them. So I don't want you to think I don't. But that doesn't stop me from seeing and speaking honestly of generational things that a lot of black men were taught. Their mothers did the absolute best they could. A lot of them got strong mothers who had to be mothers and fathers. And I know a lot of single mothers who have raised some good men. I've tried to, and I'd like to think my sons are better behaved than most young men, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, and I often have fallen out with my son because my son's not from me, but from the world they're in, you know, when they're with other black young men and they they learn misogyny, you know, around the age 15 or 16, your son starts to want to go out and hang out with his friends and his boys and listen to his rap music. And I love rap music, by the way, so don't take it as I don't. It's my favorite type of music other than 80s music and opera. But <clears throat> a lot of their friends were not brought up the way I brought mine up. A lot of what they see in the media is not how I brought them up. A lot of what they learn from YouTube is not how I brought them up. And actually, a lot of what they learn from their own generationally raised misogynistic fathers are not what I taught them. So, you can do your absolute best with them as a mother. And you can remind them of the hell they'd raise if somebody touched a hand on your head, their grandmother's head, their aunt's head, their sister's head. My son's, one of them's already got a daughter. But yet, somehow, their thick skulls, they go right back to respect. The same way we end up with a lot of black men killing and harming other black men. Somehow... And I'm sure it has to do with the same systemic racism that gave us a lot of our struggles from slavery down and just all the generational curses, as we call them, and things that were taught over and over again to both male and females. But in the black community, especially, black men think they have to present as tough, strong, and non-caring. Now... Once they meet, usually, the right woman, the one who softens their heart and their spirit, they become better guys. Some of them, not all of them. But what we're talking about right now, and I don't know if Tory Lanez has any children. I suspect he doesn't. What we're talking about right now is someone who, if you pay attention to them, listen to them, watch their demeanor, even watch their live that kind of became famous and, you know, pushed his music forward even more with him having the girls twerk and shit. Um, you'll see that this is probably who he was going to become because I bet that 
he's internalized everything that he's been taught and he's a little guy so there's napoleon syndrome on top of it i love black men i just wish black men loved and respected black women the way we do them black men may love us but a lot of them don't understand what respecting us looks like uh they they just really don't quite understand what respecting us looks like so I think that's some of what happened here. Uh, it's, it's terrible because they actually were like really good friends at first. They used to be on each other's lives, kidding around, having a good time, you know, whoop-de-whoop. Then there was rumors, and I kind of figured it too because that's usually how it starts, you know. I used to have really good best friends who I then ended up dating. <laughs> We've all done that before, especially when we're young. And especially when you're a celebrity and you're just looking to date and be around someone who understands your experience. So they're both artists, music, musical artists. And so they have a common thread in knowing, you know, that it takes a certain person to be able to be in that spotlight with you. And so I get it. And she lost her mother, what, a year or so ago? So I get it. And it's just a shame that To, to make it make sense, any of you remember when you were younger, and again, I don't know if it happens with other people, but it's a common thing amongst black guys and black girls when they're younger. A guy will catcall you or speak to you or ask you for your number. And if you ignore them or don't give them the answer they want, it's bitch, you think you cute. Oh, you think you cute or bitch, you ain't all that, you know, fuck you, bitch, that kind of shit or fuck you, hoe. And that's because they feel disrespected or like their masculinity has been tested. Men in general are entitled. Very, very, very entitled. All of them. Don't care what race they are. But we're going to keep it 100. And we're not going to shoot the messenger. We're going to be honest. And I, I, hey, black guys, if you're listening, you don't have to like it. But it's the truth. Y'all are more entitled acting when it comes to black women than anything anyone else ever is. Um, I think white men are, you know, I think they still have a little bit of that plantation and whatever in them. But I think they're more frightened to act on it or they don't act on it as aggressively. They are more passive aggressive. It's with them, it's more like they'll take away whatever they gifted you or whatever stability they're providing for you versus yelling, screaming, and are shooting at your feet. Not saying some of them ain't bad shit crazy too, because I watch Investigation Discovery all the time and I know they are. But it's just a different reaction initially to their rejection. Don't don't get me wrong. They, they just huff and puff and do it different. But yes, men of all races can be assholes. But with black men, <clears throat> it's like how dare a woman, a black woman specifically, not give them what they want when they want it or reject them. And again, it's 
generational shit that's been taught over and over and over again and not necessarily by their parents because I just explained I've done everything I can to teach my sons to respect women I've even caught an assault and battery charge when I was a young mother because my kids saw my now ex-husband at the time we weren't married this was a one-time incident he never did it again but this is when he was doing drugs before he got clean although I hear he's not clean again anymore but I don't know I digress but at that time I told him to get out of my house because I had come home and he was doing drugs in my house and he was supposed to babysit my children while I was at work this is when I was working you know a regular job I actually was a licensed real estate agent then so I'd come home from the office and walked into this shit and uh, I told him to get out and he called me a bitch and told me he wasn't going anywhere. And the verbal abuse was something I didn't even want my kids to see. So I swung on him and then we got fighting. But all of that started because I didn't want my daughter to think a man could or should talk to her like that. And I didn't want my son to think he could get away with it. I wanted him to see that if you say that wrong shit to the right bitch, she will punch you in your shit. And I wanted my kids to understand that. So that's just an example of how I really wanted my sons to understand. We don't disrespect women and we damn sure don't put our hands on them. But they went out into the world and... uh they didn't necessarily stick to what I've taught them. Although they also dated women um, that are abusive. I mean, really abusive. My older son's child's mother, uh, when they were together, drew blood from him quite a few times. And I don't know if that's what pushed him to do things uh, to defend himself. Um, I can understand defending yourself, but I just still don't like it. Um, I'd rather them leave each other alone, which thank God they have, um, than to continue to be toxic or abusive to each other. I don't think a woman should abuse a man. I don't think a man should abuse a woman. But what I'm saying is, black men, please love us black women better. Please protect us better. Please keep us safe better. Please do more to uplift us and support us because we want to feel safe. Um, and we we should never feel like, if I say to a man, let me out of this car because I'm mad and I don't want to go anywhere with you. I mean, I should never think he might shoot me for it. It's just a sad, it's a sad story. It's been crazy. 2020 is a mess, y'all. 2020 is crazy, crazy, crazy. My boyfriend was saying earlier, the guy, I forget who he is, but if you listen to urban radio or hip-hop radio, um, there's a guy who does like an end-of-the-year song every year, like a rap song, and they play it on most of all the urban or black radio stations. This year, his song might be two hours, because this year, this year been crazy. If I was him making that song, I'd just come out and be like, 2020? It was fucked up, y'all. The end. That's all I would say about it because this has been a crazy year. I mean, nuts. But before I go, I I do want to say this again. 
if you have been working through the pandemic or if you just started working again, <laughs> right as the pandemic started, decided to start working again too, I would love to talk to you. I am interviewing on Sunday and Tuesday. Sunday and Tuesday. I already have someone to, on Sunday, but I can do two interviews on Tuesday so that I can put together the COVID episode for the following Saturday's release. So I would love to have you on. Thank you to all of you who have told me that the podcast has gotten you through when you were touring and felt nervous or were alone or made you feel like it's a podcast you can relate to because you're not necessarily high-end or whatever bracket or market of classism you know people fall in because that was my goal it's in my welcome message that you hear at the beginning of every episode um there were already so many so many podcasts done by escorts that are really kind of a bracket in a market that a lot of ladies, gents, other genders, non-genders will never see themselves in or that listening to those podcasts might actually make them feel bad or feel like they're less worthy. You shouldn't feel that way, but I can understand how it might. I wanted to give y'all something, a safe place to be to and a place to come on and not feel out of sorts um at the same time i do want to keep it professional and not super ratchet so i may not have everyone on just like there are some people who i don't get along with outside of the podcast um they know who they are i know who they are (laughs) so needless to say they won't be on as guests because When I have people on, it's people who I have interest in, want to get to know, or um, I feel are going to be positive. And some of these people are people that some of y'all do like and that you think are positive. But I see and hear a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that some of you all don't see. I get to hear and see a lot of stuff that's smoke and mirrored from the rest of you. Um, I'm sure they'll be interviewed and be on other podcasts, and I wish them well, and I'm sure those episodes will be wonderful for you guys to listen to. But yes, there are some people that I would not interview, and that's my choice and my right. Um, And I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that they probably wouldn't want to come on anyway, and that's fine with me too. Not to get rambling though, but just, you know, sometimes wanting to give y'all the truth (laughs) um this podcast has become like a work of love and a a therapeutic thing for me too because I get to sit here and talk to y'all when it's just me alone or with y'all if I'm talking with someone else And it's good because, you know, even though my family knows what I do, I don't rub it in their face by talking about it all day. So this is like my outlet. So thank y'all for being that for me. Um, I am one and a half days now from launching my cooking businesses website. 
and I'm still taking all the exams and stuff I have to take to get my business license to begin to operate legally. But yeah, please keep looking and liking my food pics and my food videos. And um, I will check on you all again soon. I'm going to say this one more time. Y'all, I have six or seven Honey Burdette sets. I have some accessories from there, too, that aren't clothing. Please remember, Eloise is not treating the black community the way she should or with the respect she should when we speak out to her and ask her simple questions. She is also not treating full-figured people the way she should when she's asked simple questions. She's being extremely rude and unprofessional. And if it were anyone else, we wouldn't continue to shop with her. I stopped anyway because um, I'm sick of having every set, with the exception of one, that did have some colorful metallic lace on it, being black. Fuller figured women do not have to wear black. I got tired of not seeing anyone that represents the fuller body that most American women have. But most importantly, once she spoke to her people online, her fans, people who want to shop with her with such disrespect and with some that have worked for and with her with such disrespect, I can't, I can't support her anymore. And she knows what she's doing she's very good at marketing she should be right that's how you build a business but you all especially you black girls i'm seeing more white ladies stop fooling with her on our behalf in our defense than i am seeing of our own community that orange whitney set and that emerald what is that other set called i can't remember at one point i wanted it but I ended up getting a black set instead. Why? Because the green wouldn't fit. Um, and I'm going to still wear my sets because I have them. And they cost me a shit ton of money. But I'm not going to hashtag her. I'm not going to at her. I'm not going to give her a damn bit of, uh, of marketing or advertising. Other than what I did when I first bought the sets and unboxed them and put the pictures or the videos up then. But I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm not shopping with her anymore. There is another luxury uh, set, another luxury lingerie company that will make your lingerie in any color you want and bespoke sizing. They might be equal to or a little more expensive depending on the set than Honey Burdette. But I believe it's, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say it's spelled F is in Frank, R E O. J-I-C Lingerie UK. I might be misspelling it. Um, I have it saved in my other phone. I have it saved to my home screen because there's some pieces I want to order once I can afford it again. Right now, I'm starting this food business, so it's not going to happen for me unless somebody gifts it to me. But um, their lace is so elegant and beautiful. They even have dresses, like lace dresses that you can wear over top of it. So that when you go out to dinner, 
or to the bar you already just ready to go i love shit like that yes i coordinate my lingerie underneath with my outer layer of clothes if i'm going on a date or have an appointment that's who i am but yeah man like there are other companies you can you can still have luxury lingerie that says i'm high-end as shit i'm elite as shit without spending your money with honey birdette remember that i want to see more of you standing for what's wrong meaning you stop standing with someone who's doing wrong and i am still waiting because someone sent me a bunch of screenshots that said they used to work for her and i mentioned this on twitter a few days ago um but I need more proof that it's a real reputable source and that they actually worked there before I go public with that. I want to have them on the podcast, though waiting to hear back from them. But regardless of whether we ever get that story or not, or whether or not I feel it's credible enough to share all those screenshots with y'all, what I said stands and what I said in the episode on Honey Burdette stands. Stop supporting them because they don't support us. That's all. Y'all have a good night.